Hey everyone, welcome back to my channel. I am Jillian Barry, and today we have a great guest in store for you guys. We have Raw Natty Nate in the house. He is a legend. He has been raw for around five years now, I believe. And he had a great transition when he first went raw and he just does the raw vegan lifestyle, right? He looks amazing. He has a positive attitude and he's just overall an amazing person. So I was really excited to have him on and we're going to answer a lot of your great questions today as well. So let's get right into it. How's it going, Nate? Mm. Cheers, Jillian. Thanks yeah. for having me on. It's Cheers. going very well. It's going very well. Uh, yeah, starting to warm up down here in the Las Vegas area. So we like this morning, we're out for our walk and it was like, take just a moment just to just to feel that warmth because it really gets cold here in the wintertime. So looking forward to the warmth as you are as well, eh? Like, yeah, in Toronto here. Yeah, eh? I am in Canada. Yeah. Do, you, do, you, do you say a eh or hey? I say there? A, well, on the east, I feel like we say A, and mm. then I feel like when you go more west in Canada, they say Hey. So hey. I, I say A, and I say it a lot. I try not to say it too much, oh, but I say it all the time. I say Hey quite a bit because my wife Lissa is from Edmonton, Canada, and it was funny when I was first texting her um, when we first started to kind of talk. She would say Hey, and I'm like, Is she asking me a question? Like <laughs> I didn't understand it, you know? Because down here, I would always say Huh. Like that's great. That's crazy, huh? Yeah. You know, oh my gosh, it's so warm outside, huh? Yeah, I and like it. Yeah, but anyway, it's interesting because for some reason I just I took the hay. Like yeah. I, I was like, I like the way the hay sounds rather than huh. It's like hey, it's more upward deflecting than downward deflect. I don't know. But it's funny how the it's different from East Coast to West Coast. Yeah, it's different all over, I guess. That's awesome. And it's here, yeah. it's so awesome. You and Lissa met. So for anyone who doesn't know, Lissa's been on my channel as well. And she is a raw vegan as well. And that's how you guys met, right? So you first right. went into the lifestyle because I think you saw Lissa on YouTube. Am I wrong? Or you saw one of her books and then so what sort of started your transition? Well, so what started my transition was um, you know, diving into I got really, really sick in the uh, winter between 2011, 2012, like mm. really bad flu, was down for like a good couple of weeks. And in that time, I was researching on YouTube. I just want to be healthy. Like, what can I do to be healthier? Um, you know, I have two, two sons. You know, how can I, you know, show good, you know, them good examples? I just, you know, when you really feel sick, you just want nothing more but to feel amazing. So that's when I found Fat, Sick, and Nearly Dead, the documentary. And so then I was like, I got to get a juicer. I got to start juicing and, um, you know, watch some documentaries became vegan for actually, it was probably more plant-based because I watched the documentaries earthlings and was like, I can't be a part of this, but it's so much easier to just put the blinders back on and just to go back doing what everybody does, your families, your friends. So I went back to eating anything and everything. Um, for a good couple of years. And it wasn't until my mom, um, she had kidney cancer, had her one kidney removed, and then kidney cancer came into her other kidney. She didn't change her diet or lifestyle. And it was that moment that changed my youngest son, who was 11 at the time. And he was like, I don't want cancer. My mom, you know, being a uh, retired cardiac nurse was really distraught with how she raised us and just, you know, finding out all these different ways that she was going about things that weren't optimum, you know, for us. But as a mother, you don't know, right? Antibiotics, if you're sick, wash your hands all the time, you know, don't go barefoot, that kind of stuff, right? So watching her get cancer 
again, it was like, let's find you a good way to, to heal yourself without removing your other kidney. We only have two kidneys. And if you remove both those kidneys, then you're on dialysis for the rest of your life, which is basically going in for about four hours at a time. They take all of your blood out through a machine. They filter your blood because that's what our kidneys do is filtering the blood. And then they put it back into your body. So it's basically like a life sentence. You know, there's no, there's no way of life, no quality of life if you're on dialysis in a lot of ways. So she found, um, we sent her to Gerson, you know, she followed the Gerson. Then she, you know, found, uh, you know, a few other different individuals online, uh, you know, started following their protocols and really tried to figure out like what it was that was going to reverse her kidney cancer. But she had the greatest mindset. She was like, I'm already healed. I just have to do the work. Wow. And I was like, you're going to heal yourself. I know you will. I know you will. And when you do, I'm going to follow what you're doing because I'm watching so many different family members, you know, get different kinds of diseases or on different medications. I'm going down the exact same path. I'm drinking, you know, I'm eating all the funk. I'm, I'm, you know, getting older. I'm seeing these same kinds of things happening within me. And so I just wanted to do what she was doing. And what she was doing was basically what I think really what, what got it for her was, it was called the master fast system. Um, Gino is the guy's name. I don't really know too much about, um, but it's, you know, grape juice, Concord grape juice with lemon. And she really went hard with mm-hmm. um, her, her fasting and her cleansing, but she was on the brink of basically, you know, a life sentence or very possibly death. Wow. Right. So it was very extreme. And she did reverse it. You know, the doctors called her, you know, urologists and people were like, whoa, what is going on? Like, what are you doing? This is amazing. Yay. She found a book called The Grape Cure. And I think that's what kind of like tuned her into Gino's master fast system. Um, But I didn't want to do what she was doing, even though I knew that this is very powerful. I'm not in a position where I need to follow this lifestyle that she's following because I'm not fighting a terminal illness or, you know, stage four cancer. Mm-hmm. So it was really hard for me to make that connection. Now, this was in 2013. So 2014 went back to um, vegan, like really fully clicked, made the ethical connection was like my son was vegan you know, he's going to baseball games and he's reading the ingredients. He's like, no, this has sugar, you know, oh, this has milk. No, thanks. I'll take the orange juice. You know, I'll take the oranges, the banana. And I'm like, you're doing amazing stuff, Jacob. So I was like, I want to follow you. Like we're at one of his, it was his last, um, baseball game, uh, a ceremony, closing ceremony. And there's cake, and ice cream and soda and pizza and all the stuff. And at that point in time, I was doing uh, keto, but I didn't realize it was called keto. I was just eating meat and vegetables, um, you know, back up. And in 2013, um, I, I fell did like a, you know, helping a friend build his house, fell 37 feet, shattered my ankle, shattered my wrist. And after getting the casts off, I wanted to be as healthy as I could be. And this time I was like, I'm sticking with it. I'm going to exercise. And I got onto the whole um, you know, kind of bodybuilding train and was like, you know, supplements and going to the gym and you know, mm-hmm. preparing all my meals and intermittent mm-hmm. fasting. And I really got super into it, you know, cause sometimes we, it's nice to like really obsess over things, mm-hmm. obsess over things for some reason. Mm-hmm. So at that point in time, I was preparing all my meals for the week and he was like, 
he wasn't having that pizza. He busted out his own little Tupperware with like quinoa salad with black beans and, you know, cut wow. up tomato and green onions. And I'm like, wow. And I remember him making it. And I'm like, here he is at the baseball game, closing ceremonies with all of his friends. And he's not eating the pizza and the ice cream and the cake and, you know, like powerful. So I was like, it was at that point. I'm like, I'm following you. Let's do this together. I'm going to become vegan as well. So, and I wanted to make sure he was getting adequate nutrition, you know, cause there's lots of vegan mm-hmm. foods, are, you know, like Lay's potato chips and Pringles, you know, original mm-hmm. flavor or whatever big Oreos are vegan, right? Like all these different, you know, <laughs> yeah. that are kind of vegan by default. Anyways, that's what started me on the vegan train. And I did have my juicer from a couple of years prior and, you know, would juice periodically and would definitely mm-hmm. feel a, a rush of energy when I would drink a juice. I liked green juices, but my favorite was carrot, apple, ginger. Um, and of course you get like a, a buzz, a full on like sugar, mm-hmm. bug, you know, mm-hmm. from, from these juices, because you're just, you know, delivering like this amount of sugar to yourself without the fiber. So it gets in there really quick. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would juice periodically. And after my mom went through, you know, reversing her kidney cancer, I was like, I'm going to listen to my, my mom was like, you know, you should need to go raw because it was basically a raw food diet was what she attributed to her, you know, her, uh, her healing. Mm-hmm. She followed the Gerson, we sent her to Gerson, uh, the Gerson clinic, and she followed the protocols for really, really strict for a good, I don't know, 10, 11 months and didn't see much change. Wow. So it was, um, you know, that's a, a really intense protocol, uh, you know, like seven coffee enemas a day, 13 mm-hmm. fresh pressed juices, plus a bunch of supplements. It was no way of life. I didn't want to live that lifestyle. And they do a little bit of cooked food at Gerson too, right? But right. it's mostly fresh it. stuff. Yeah. yeah. It's mostly fresh stuff, but yeah, they do the cooked stuff. And, you know, she was basically trying all kinds of different things. Um, not at the same time, like Gerson, she stuck really, really closely with, and it wasn't, I think it was a, a total of about two years until, you know, she was, she was cancer free. Mm-hmm. And it was about eight months though that I was telling myself, I need to go raw. I need to go raw. Like raw makes sense. You know, I'm like diving into different uh, information, uh, working in the medical field at the time. You know, I worked in the cardiac unit, the intensive care unit. I worked in old age homes and Alzheimer wings. I got to see a lot of really scary detrimental things that that we do to ourselves through diet. A lot of times, Mm, a lot of times, yeah. 95% of the, the patients that I would take care of in the CCU were, you know, it's self-inflicted, you know, food is, you know, delicious and it's easy, it's accessible, it's uh, cheap. Right. So anyways, um, it wasn't until February of 2017 that I was skiing and um, snowboarding actually. And I was single that day. And so this other guy raised his hand, you know, and there's like a separate line for people who write single. So you can you know, um, lift up with another person who's single, keep the lines moving pretty quickly. So it was kind of cool. I got to link up with this guy and he starts asking me these questions, like where I work and what I do and that kind of stuff. And I told him about my mom because, you know, I'm like, I work in the medical industry. It's really sad to see what we're doing to ourselves, And like, you know, just perpetuating, we don't necessarily, um, change our diet or lifestyle. We just change the treatment and the, and the pharmaceutical drugs that we're taking to, you know, mask the symptoms so we can keep on our, you know, crummy lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And I told him about my mom and he's like, yeah, he's like, I reversed my stage four colorectal cancer at the age of 42. 
And I've been a raw foodie ever since for 44 years. And I was like, wow. 44 years. I'm like, wow, you're 86 years old. And he's like, yep, 86. And I'm like, no way. How, how is this even possible? Like you're up on the ski lift. This is amazing. You know, working in old age facilities, Alzheimer wings, seeing people in their fifties, sixties in these facilities, this guy's 86 skiing. It's so rare. You would come across this guy, right? There's not that many raw people out there, especially that long-term, right? Amazing. And so, you know, as a dude, I'm like, well, how's the flagpole, you know? Yeah, yeah, and he's yeah. like, still full mast. And I'm like, no way. This is amazing. This is, <laughs> I have to do this. This is totally what I have to do. And I was like, yeah, I told my mom, you know, I'd listen to, listen to her. And, you know, and at the end of the ski lift, you know, he's getting ready to go off and he's skiing, mind you. So, and as a snowboarder, you got to sit down, you got to put your boot in and strap up. It takes a couple, mm-hmm. you know, a couple seconds, maybe, you know, a minute or something to get all situated. For a yeah. skier, they just take off. Right. So before we got off the ski lift, though, he lifts up his goggles and he like pierces right into my eyes. And it was like, you should listen to your mom, Nate. And I was like, son of a, oh, I have to do this. I think it's meant to I be, have, you know? Yeah. I have to go wrong. And I was like, you know, I like to think I have a, a pretty, I like to picture a pretty, uh, you know, expansive mind, you know, and I'm like, wow, was that like my future self talking to myself? Like, yo, wake the wake up now, bro. Before, you know, because I wasn't necessarily a a healthy vegan. I was vegan for the animals. Right. So I'm eating like, you know, nut Mm -hmm. butters and breads and the mock butters and cheeses and milks and all the stuff. Right. So it's Mm -hmm. not necessarily the healthiest food. And even friends of mine would be like, Nate, that looks more unhealthy than what I'm eating. You should just go back to eating the actual egg and cheese. And, you know, (laughs) so (laughs) That night after skiing with him, my mom had been eight months clear of her cancer remission, right? They call it because it's like never really fully goes away, I guess, you know, Mm -hmm. in some cases. So I went home and was binge watching YouTube. Like I have to find out, like, I want to, I want to see some like bodybuilding raw vegans, like mm-hmm. athletes that are raw vegans. I want like how, who are the healthy individuals? Like this guy, John, I met and no, it wasn't John Rose for the people who are, I always get asked, was it John Rose? It's like, no, it wasn't John Rose. But, <laughs> uh, I really wish that I would have got his name, his last name and his number, but he skied off and I, I couldn't strap up fast enough because I wanted to ask him more questions. My, my mind was just racing. You know, we only had like maybe 10 minutes on the lift together. 15, maybe 15. And, but anyways, I went home and binged watched YouTube and was like, I have to figure out how to go raw. And I don't want to do some sort of detox or some sort of cleanse. Like I'm not combating anything. I just Mm -hmm. need to change my relationship with food and change my lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And that's when I found Lissa raw food romance. Mm -hmm. And it made sense to me because before going raw, I understood, say, you know, keto, I understood having this relationship with my food, right? Like 90%, you know, 80%, 90% of your, of your well-being is, is created in the kitchen. You know, of course, we need to have proper sleep and hydration and yeah. body movement, right? Stress management, these sorts of things. But it was the food. So I, I, I really resonated with her name raw food romance. And I was like, ah, this is beautiful. Like she's created a romance 
with her food because we do like, let's face it, look out there. There's Mm -hmm. either people super scared of food and don't eat food. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, anorexia is something that is amazingly, uh, maybe that's not the right word. It's it's horrific. Like how huge Mm -hmm. it is Mm -hmm. as well as the opposite end of the spectrum where we just can't stop ourselves from eating and we're Mm -hmm. eating in abundance. So creating a relationship with food was huge. So I, I binged watched her YouTubes and was like, this chick is definitely got sound advice. She'd been raw for like a couple of years. So, I mean, that's so long compared to me because I, I didn't know how to do raw and her food looked delicious. You know, being like a professional photographer, the way that she would plate her meals up, I'm like, I could eat that. Oh, I could totally eat that too. Oh, I could eat that. You know, like <laughs> that looks amazing. It's not just mono meals of fruit. Cause I also understood about the gut microbiome and our gut flora, you know, working in the hospitals and stuff like how important fiber is. And I really kind of struggled with the different camps that there are in this particular niche that we find ourselves in the raw niche. Right. And I didn't really want to prescribe to this other camp, which was um, more purity, more simplicity, mono meals, restriction, mm-hmm. these kinds of things. I was like, that doesn't jive with me. So I bought her book. I was like, gosh, she's got a meal plan book. This is perfect. I don't know what, I don't know what to do. Tell me what to do. Mm -hmm. What tools do I need to buy? I need a blender. Oh my God, it's $600. (laughs) (laughs) I got to buy a $600 blender, you know, like, okay, I'm wrapping my head around this. Like, this is an investment, you know, like, oh my gosh, I need a dehydrator. I can't bring the food up, you know, over a certain temperature if I want to keep it raw. And the concept of raw is really beautiful in a way. It's just not basically like, I like how Marcus Rothkranz, which, you know, there's lots of really amazing people in this, you know, raw community that bring, everybody brings different things. Mm. And I always like to take different things from different people. And I like, there's certain things that I don't necessarily jive with that, that he, you know, is in tune with or promotes. But the concept that really made it click for me was you take an apple and you can take the seeds of that apple and bury the seeds and it'll grow into an apple tree because it's raw. It's a raw apple. But if you bake the apple in the oven, right, bring it up over a certain temperature, a certain heat, it's going to kill the life force of that apple. You won't be able to plant those seeds, right? So I was like, oh, it makes perfect sense. Keeping things in its most natural state, the way mother nature designed it. And of course, you know, that's a whole topic in itself of how we as individuals you know, say took, you know, grapes that didn't really grow very many seeds. And we're like, oh, let's, you know, hold these ones because these seeds are a real pain. <laughs> They're like taking up mm-hmm. all the space in the fruit. And we kind of started to, you know, graft certain things, you know, to make seedless, you know, seedless melons and seedless grapes and these sorts of things. Right. Um, so anyways, basically, that right there sold it for me. I was like, I understand mother nature designed it best. Mother knows best, right? The mother, especially a good, caring, loving mother wants the best for her children. We're all the children here on this earth. Mm-hmm. Mother knows best. She grows the food just the way that it needs to be, to be consumed. We don't have to cook it. Mm-hmm. Not that cooked food is bad or toxic or poisonous or any of that kind of stuff. I don't prescribe to that mindset, but it's like raw mm-hmm. makes sense. It just feels good. So. I bought her book. It had everything that I needed in that book, which was all the recipes for 30 days, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, 
None of them were the same. So that sold me. I was like 90 different recipes. I'm not going to be eating the same thing every day. I really like that. And then of course the ingredient list, the shopping list and the tools needed. So it was like every single thing I needed to become a raw foodie for 30 days. And then her mantra was like, just take it day by day. I'm a raw vegan today. And working in the medical field, as well as I'm sure many other places, it's always somebody's birthday. Uh There's always some cakes or cookies Uh or something being brought in, right? And you don't want to be rude. You know, I mean, the the cardiothoracic surgeon, the guy who does the actual Uh heart surgery would bring Uh in four dozen donuts to our unit. And there there was only like 10 nurses. And it's like, are you trying to drum up business? Like, what are you doing to us? Right? I'd be like calling like materials and different people in the hospital. Like, yo, you guys want some donuts? And we had a tube system, you know, like the bank has the tube that comes down. It's a yes. vacuum tube. I would be tubing donuts in different <laughs> departments. Like, get yes. these donuts away from us. We're just going to eat them. They're yeah. here all day long. So that was it for me. Long story, right? But that was it. And I, I really just loved... Melissa's mindset, Melissa, her name is. And I just really loved her mindset. And I really, I would start to just subscribe to her stuff. I would, I would tune myself with her message more so than I would other raw foodies. I wasn't really drawn to a lot of raw mm-hmm. foodies. I didn't really know of a lot of the raw foodies. I just, for some reason, the algorithm pulled her stuff up and I just, it stuck and I stuck with her way. Like they say, if you want to lose weight or you want to get stronger, Mm -hmm. stick with one plan, do it and you'll see the results. So I was like, this is something I can stick with because this is delicious. So I got a couple other coworkers to go raw with me for that 30 days. And I was making the breakfast and the lunches, and then they were on their own for dinner. And some of them would do okay. You know, a few of them fell off and, you know, I, I had one that stuck with it for the 30 days only during the day. I don't know what she did at night, you know, um, so either way, I, I was in it though for life. I was like, this is, I feel amazing. Wow. And then of course, you know, just tuning into the mindset, right? Like sticking with that mindset, not necessarily trying to achieve anything other than wanting to be like John. I want to be in my 80s. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be on oxygen. I don't want to be on a list of medications. Like I see so many people in the industry that I'm working in this allopathic treatment-based world, absolutely amazing. The technology that we have, broken bones, right? Grafting skin, these sorts of things, amazing. But masking symptoms, not getting down to the root cause of what's Mm -hmm. actually causing a problem and just going about and drinking your soda and getting your two burgers for a dollar, it was like batty to me. And Mm -hmm. I could see like I was sucked into it. I'm a foodie. I love to eat. Mm -hmm. I'm not one of these people that are like, ah, food's such a pain. Like it's an inconvenience, not me. Like I'd be snacking, I would be eating, you know, on my five, seven frame, my heaviest was 220 pounds, mm-hmm. not a healthy weight for my, my frame, you know? So that was it for me. Like, and it's been basically, I haven't stopped ever since 2017, February, 2017. So it's just been a little over five years. Wow. Raw, raw to the core. I mean, there's certain things that we eat that aren't raw maple mm-hmm. syrup coconut aminos, 
mm-hmm. uh, you know, nutritional yeast, smoked paprika, cashews, you know, you get raw cashews, but a cashew in its mm-hmm. natural form is actually in its natural state is actually got the consistency of a grape. Mm-hmm. So even a raw cashew or raw almonds aren't necessarily technically completely raw, right? Interesting. Mm. So, but we don't cook any food, just been eating raw food for over yeah. five years and, you know, geeking out with it, having a lot of fun. No, but, you guys so, do it right. You guys make it look amazing too. Yeah, it's so much fun. And of course, what we're trying to do, you know, is get the 90 seven percent of the people to come come over here check this out like try mm-hmm. a raw taco like you know it's delicious you're going to feel good afterward or some sushi with cauliflower rice rather than actual rice not to say that you know like the food's not bad it's how yeah. we ingest the food the quantities we ingest the food whether we're under eating or overeating like the food isn't bad just like money money's not mm-hmm. bad it's a tool mm-hmm. right it's mm-hmm. how we use it it's how we respect it so anyways back to lissa I'm following her. I'm total fanboy, right? Like mm-hmm. all of her Instagram posts, I'm reading them, like just attuning myself to her mindset. She had a great perspective. I liked how sound her advice was. She wasn't like super off into left field. And mm-hmm. I, you know, I love going all over mentally in different concepts and aspects, right? But I was like, I need something that I can prescribe to for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. I want to be like John. John was all about living foods. He's like, what do you want to be? You know, if you are what you eat, what do you want to be? And I was like, I want to be alive and vibrant. He's like, exactly, mm-hmm. alive. You know, if we are what you eat, then eat living foods. Makes sense, right? Like, mm-hmm. okay, cool. Yeah, that's that's legit. So seven months go by, you know, and I I drop like, I wasn't doing it necessarily for weight loss. I was doing it because I want to be able to like ski with my grandkids. That's always been like a fantasy of mine is like, Oh, one of these days I'll have grandkids hopefully. Mm-hmm. And I'll be able to ski with them. Like that will be amazing. Not sitting in the chair at the lodge, drinking a beer, being like, you guys go have fun. You know, like I want to be yeah. on the hill with them. So I go to Woodstock fruit festival. My mom's like, I'm going to go to Woodstock fruit festival. And I'm like, get out. I want to go to Woodstock fruit festival since 2012 when I found fat, sick and nearly dead. And I saw, yeah. I, I found Harley, um, you know, uh, yeah. Rider Rider. And, and fully rock Christina. Cause you know, you YouTube algorithms start feeding you what you're looking for. And they were all going to Woodstock Roof Festival. So I was like, this is a place I've wanted to go for years. I have to go to Woodstock Roof Festival. So um, I knew of a guy who was going to be there. His name's Jack from Raw Tropical Living. Yeah, Jack I know Jack. Yeah. yeah. And I would watch his stuff too, because here he is just the Southern Alabama boy, you know, like super simple mangoes and bananas for breakfast, you know, big old salad, you know, for dinner, some nice cream. And I'm like, I just loved his content too. Cause it was so simple to the point, And I liked his delivery, you know, just down to earth, legit, real people. Yeah. So I knew he was going to be at Woodstock and I met him at Woodstock there. Um, and it was actually kind of interesting, like looking for my point where I could go talk to him. Cause I'm like, Oh, there he is. But then he's talking to somebody. I'm like, I don't want to go interrupt. Yeah. You know? There was actually a couple there that year. Jeanette and Alan, I believe their name is, and they are from Australia. She reversed her cancer while running a marathon every single day for over a year around the entire continent of Australia in five finger toe shoes. Her kids were following them around and they would feed them like fruit. They did it raw the entire time because it was a supported trip. 
a marathon, they're in the Guinness Book of World Records, a marathon every single day for over a year, I think one or two days over a year in five finger shoes around wow. the of Africa. So they're going for, we watched their premiere, Raw Documentary was called at Woodstock Fruit Festival, super moving, great story. And basically trying to disprove myths, you know, Mm -hmm. that you can't like do Mm -hmm. stuff on raw foods. Right. So I wanted to go run with them that morning. And then I saw Jack was sitting by himself and I had to make a choice, go run or go talk to Jack. (laughs) Yeah. So I was like, I went and talked to Jack because I've been waiting to talk to him like the whole time. I, you know, I was kind of like a fan, a fan of his. Right. So talked with him for, I don't know, a good four hours. We had breakfast. We had lunch together. We spent basically most of the day together and told him my story, you know, showed him, showed him my before and afters. Cause I had lost like close to 60 pounds in that wow. seven months. And, um, you know, he met my mom there cause my mom was there and he messaged Lissa. He's cause you know, he's friends with Lissa and I knew they were friends. You know, when you follow people on YouTube, you're like, Oh, yeah. they're doing a trip together. And she went to Costa Rica, which he was living in. So I knew they were tight. And so he messaged her and was like, you got to interview this guy for your YouTube as a testimonial for your book. He's got a great story. And so then I came back from Woodstock and was super high on just the festival vibe. Right. And messaged her and was like, I love you so much, Lisa. Thank you so much. You've saved my life. You have completely changed my life. I follow your book. Here's my story. And, you know, I think she was like maybe 16,000 on Instagram. So in my mind, she's like famous. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. you know, I'm, I'm probably like one of like, you know, a hundred dudes that are messaging <laughs> yeah. her, you know, why is she going to like message me? But because Jack messaged her, was like, you just check this dude out. I think that she got in touch with me and it was like, you know, a couple of days later or whatever she messaged and was like, yeah, we should set up an interview. And so we sent up an interview for, it was August when I messaged her after Woodstock and we set yeah. up the interview for October and um, you know, did the YouTube, uh, zoom call and, you know, it was just wild. Cause I'm like trying to find like the good, uh, you know, service, like for some reason, our pro- property was like kind of funky hit and miss and we weren't getting a good zoom connection. So I'm like yeah. driving to the park and finally <laughs> found like the good service was in my sister's room at the corner of her bed. I'm like, Oh, it's perfect service. I'm like trying to hold my phone, not move my phone. And, you know, and she's wearing her like you know, gaming headphones with her mic, you know, it's so funny. Yeah. And, and we just like hit it off, man. Like I told her, you know, how amazing her book was. Like it was my, basically my Bible, you know, I was like what I was, I, I, I learned how to go shopping, how to yeah. prepare food because, you know, after like 30 days, you start to kind of get in the groove two months. It becomes like, okay, I can, yeah, this is, this is becoming more habitual yeah. after three months. It was like, I didn't have to think about it. I just knew what I was doing. I didn't feel as funny bringing my Vitamix wow. to work, you know, cause I'd bring my Vitamix to work, making, wow. making nice cream. I'd be making my coworkers, nice cream. Some of my coworkers were really worried about me because I lost so much weight. They thought, what kind of drugs are you doing? Are you mm. abusing laxatives? Like, you know, cause I was getting really thin, you know, and when you're used to seeing someone who's really inflamed mm-hmm. their whole life, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I've always been kind of a more husky build, right? So, but I was just eating really, I was eating adequate calories. That was what I really loved about her book too, is like, I was, I knew I was getting the nourishment that I needed, you know, here's certain supplements that we should all be supplementing with doesn't matter what diet. Right. So Mm -hmm. I I really learned so much from her book. And yeah, after that interview, we kept talking to like three in the morning, you know, 
then the next day she messages me on Instagram and I'm like, whoa, this is such a good sign. Like she's messaging me. Oh my God, raw food <laughs> romance is messaging me. You know? <laughs> yeah. and, and we just kept talking every single day, morning and night. And she's like, what do you think of this? I'm writing a new book, plant-based dips and dressings, which is an amazing book. I have it. It's amazing. And I'll link all her books down below too. My favorite. That's like, yeah. that's a book I still tap into weekly, hundred percent. Um, actually prepping food for a camping trip we're taking this weekend. And there's a few recipes in there that, uh, that I'm tapping into. Cause it's nice with a book. You don't have to remember yeah. the recipe. You, you can yeah. be perfect every single time when you have that recipe. Um, and, you know, being a foodie, you know, I, I like creating food, you know, I mean, it's easy in the morning, you know, crack open a melon. And I'm like, yeah. showing my coworkers, I'm like, look, it's fast food. <laughs> you know, like this is yeah. like fast as it gets eating a melon, delicious, no more breakfast sandwiches with, you know, five different animal products on it. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So right. After that, um, after that though, we just, we hit it off, man. And then we met to, um, each other the next year. I was like, I can't, I'm not going to be able to wait until Woodstock. Cause so I'm like, you're going to Woodstock. And I was like, Oh, you know, maybe we'll be able to meet each other finally in Woodstock. Yeah. And we really started to create such a like good relationship. I was like, I'm going to have to fly up to Canada and meet you. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to wait eight, nine months to see you in person. And, um, we met and just, you know, hit it off. I mean, we've been, you know, we're really tight friends, you know, we would, you know, uh, talk, you know, mm-hmm. talk smack about all, you know, people in the world, <laughs> like how, yeah. how goofy we are, like what we think is legit <laughs> or whatever. Right. You see, we really just, it was just a fun, really, really fun friendship. And, um, yeah. And then, we, uh, now you guys live in Vegas. You guys got married at Woodstock Fruit Festival, right? Yeah, I proposed to her in 2018. Um, 2018 was the year we hung out all year. She came here several times. I went up there several times and she couldn't become, um, like we couldn't date. She's living in Canada, 20, mm. 22 hours away. It's like long distance really sucks. And um, I was like, like the only way we can really do this is, you know, I have kids that are still in high school. I'm not going to move to America or to Canada. I don't want to move to Canada anyways. Like there's certain aspects of Canada that I love, but I don't necessarily like the winters, you know? Yeah. So, um, I was like, you know, if we want to do this, like we have to unite and join forces, like it's the only way. So yeah, a 2018 proposed to her at Woodstock and, uh, 2019, we, you know, got our fiance visa and went through all the hoops, you know, that you have to go through to immigrate, uh, to become, you know, a citizen for another country, which mm-hmm, it was, a lot. You know, by the graces, like it worked out perfect because the very following year, the turn of events, which would have made it really hard, mm-hmm. but yeah, 2019, we got married at Woodstock. We're like, let's just get married there. Like everybody's there, you know, it's like all of our <laughs> Amazing. family in a way, you know, and, uh, you know, we haven't been back since 2019. We didn't go 2020 and we missed this last year and we're probably not going to make it this year. But uh, yeah, it's really funny. Like, so when people say like, well, how'd you guys meet? I'm like, I found her on YouTube. Yeah. That's <laughs> so awesome. What a story. You're so great. And yeah. I like, you're so lucky. You guys are so in alignment, right? I think that's amazing. And it makes it so much easier. I feel like, and I know there's more to all of this. Like there's more to being happy and healthy lifestyle than just the food. And I know you guys have like a super healthy daily routine. So I would love to hear what that looks like right now for you guys. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Routine is, is so key. And of course we are constantly, you know, tweaking, you know, this is me turning the knobs, yeah. right? <laughs> it's like, 
we have to constantly adjust to keep our lives in balance. It's nonstop. And even when you were to reach where you think is the absolute perfect, everything is in balance. Once you reach there, you're going to see, okay, maybe I could do something different over here or over there. So we never reach this perfection of what we're searching for. It's constant Mm -hmm. fluctuation of keeping things balanced. And where we're at now is we have our alarms set for 8.15. So that means like if we're watching a show or, you know, maybe we're doing some work, like, you know, mm-hmm. drop it and and go get ready for bed. You know, we'll do like a, a 15 minute yin yoga, which is like a real relaxing yoga where you're just, the yin is really interesting. It's so different than yang. Yin is more just not fidgeting, sitting in a pose, being in that pose for a couple minutes right? Mm -hmm. Maybe a little uncomfortable. So that's really nice. Just focusing on your breath, winding down. Then we have like a nice facial routine. Like I wash my face as a dude, dudes don't wash their faces very often. You take a shower, maybe, you know, every day or a couple times a week, but I'd always be like, Oh, you're washing your face. That's for girls, you know, but it's like a nice, you know, to have like a facial routine, like that's awesome. Wash the face. And then we crawl into bed and read for, you know, a few minutes and, uh, and then we, you know, we have, you know, um, the blue light set, you know, on our phone to where it shuts off. And we really strive to not get on our phone when we're in mm-hmm. bed, and read because sleep is so important. Like mm-hmm. in a way that very possibly could be how our brains developed and expanded. Like it's, you know, uh, thought that it's because we started to cook our food and eat meat and eat starches. And it was the fire creating fire. We were able to eat more dense calories that we were able to like have the brains develop, but there's an interesting mm-hmm. concept that it's because that we became, you know, um, that we started fires that we were able to sleep more soundly and get more quality sleep. Mm-hmm. And I love this concept that you're not scared from animals or critters coming in and messing with you in the middle of the night because you have your fire going. So you're able to sleep really soundly. And it was that quality sleep that really helped our brains to develop. So who really knows, right? But it's an interesting concept. And we understand like sleep is so important. That's when your body repairs, you know, and, and there's different hours of the night with our circadian rhythm that our body is focusing on different areas, different organs, basically like, you know, there's a dude up there being like, all right, it's liver's turn. And then the liver's Mm. being able to do its thing. Okay, now stop. Now it's going to be the stomach, you know, or whatever. Each each organ has its particular time of night. Wow. Is that your body focuses on, on your body basically goes through a full, you know, kind of scan and repairs itself. So sleep is so important. And what time, sorry to interrupt, what time do you think is ideal for us to be asleep by? Well, you know, circadian rhythm, we would, we would bed down when the sun goes down, mm-hmm. right? Wow. So, you know, it would change in the winter time, right? Cause you can get less sun summertime, you, you know, stays lighter longer, especially like where you guys are, it's like light until 11, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, um, really like I, I feel, I mean, ideally it's nice to bed down, be in bed by nine, you know, nine o'clock. You know, so you've already done your night routine. Mm-hmm. Stretching, of course, is really great. You know, at night, you know, focusing on deep breath, maybe focus on what you're going to do the next day, make a little list of certain things you want to do. But being in bed, you know, asleep by 930 
that's what we're striving for, for our perfect day. And there's some days we don't hit it. There's some days we get on a, like a second win and we're up into 10, sometimes even 11 at night. And it's mm-hmm. like, we can really feel it the next day because of sticking with that earlier schedule. But I feel like it's really nice to have that alarm go off, shut it down, you know, let your body like do what it needs to do, get that good sleep. Mm-hmm. So bed by nine and then, you know, sleep by nine 30. And that way you can get up early and you feel energized. You know, it's easy to stay up, especially with our electricity and our mm-hmm. devices one, two in the morning. Right. And then yeah. you're sleeping until 11. Yeah. So it's like, in a way I'd get frustrated, you know, when I'd sleep in like, dang it, I've just, I lost like five, six hours of today's sunlight of today. I missed that much of today. And then of course it just, it just carries over. It's so much easier to stay up later when you're, you know, um, staying up later each day. Right. So to, just to switch that, that's been something really huge for us is going to bed early. Um, and it definitely has taken over a month to kind of get used to that because, you know, we can all say I'm a night owl, I'm mm-hmm. a night owl. Right. And it's mm-hmm. like, no, you're not, you're not a night owl. It's because you have electricity <laughs> you've got a yeah. device, and you've got the world at your fingertips that you can tap into and whatever. Right. So that there is, you know, super huge. I think that's more important in so many ways than anything else. Sleep trumps all of the spokes. I love, mm-hmm. you know, the, the idea of, you know, we all, you know, the, the wheel of our life and each, each of us have these different spokes. One spoke is sleep. One spoke is hydration. One spoke is stress management. Another spoke is diet, right? So sleep, sleep is so is- huge. Huge. Yeah, no, I have a, I have two kids, right? And I haven't slept in three years. So this month is the first month now she started sleeping through the night and I've been sleeping for the last couple of weeks. I feel so much happier, so much like myself, so much calmer, so much less stress, just so much better. You're right. It's sleep is so huge. It's yeah. so huge. And so many of us kind of pride ourselves off of, oh, I only need five hours. I only need six hours. And if we were to picture that deficit come, you know, compounding throughout the year, like we're not doing ourselves any service. We Mm -hmm. may be thinking we're getting more work done because, you know, we have more hours in the day, but like, Mm -hmm. what kind of quality focus do we really have? What kind of really quality work are we putting in? Are we distracted? Because, you know, there's so many things that distract us in our day and age. Yes. Sleep Mm -hmm. is key. I mean, I would pump sleep over diet hundred times over. Yeah. And once you get that dialed in, you know, diet is great. So, and I just have to ask one thing, sorry, before you continue your day. Um, I'm just wondering, so do you stop eating at a certain time in the night? Like I know for me, I've started, I've stopped eating now like a few hours before bed and I feel a lot better. Or do you guys just feel like if you're hungry at eight o'clock, you're going to eat at eight o'clock? Yeah. Sometimes the day just, you know, there's not enough hours in the day. Right. And it's like, Mm -hmm. oh my gosh, seven 30 and we're eating dinner. Horrible. Like it's not the greatest time to eat dinner. Like last night I made um, mushroom marinara. So, you know, we marinated up a bunch of vegetables, you know, broccoli and uh, sprouted peas and lentils and, you know, asparagus and, Mm. you know, bell peppers and mushrooms, all kinds of really delicious vegetables, marinated them and then put them in the dehydrator to kind of get some limpy. And then made a, a marinara sauce, you know, and poured that over two whole English cucumbers for each of us. And it was, it was like 630 when we were done. I was so full. Wow. Like, so, and then I was like, you know, we all have, I feel like two stomachs. We've got the dessert stomach that somehow isn't like full. Right. Mm-hmm. And I was so full. I didn't, I didn't like need dessert, but I was like, I kind of want a little nice cream. Yeah. <laughs> so I made some banana ice cream, which that's what an ice cream is just frozen bananas, um, a little carob powder, you know, a couple strawberries. And uh, 
ate that. And I was so uncomfortable last night, Jillian, like, and I've done this to myself before, but like I woke up uh, middle of the night, you know, probably one 30, couldn't go back to sleep until about three, um, just kind of tossing and turning, just really uncomfortable. So I do feel that it is, you know, optimum in a lot of ways to, Mm -hmm. you know, not eat so late, but we definitely prescribe to the concept that is very important to eat if you're hungry. Mm-hmm. So if it's eight o'clock at night and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm hungry. Like sometimes we'll stand at the counter and eat three, three or four mangoes. You know, mm-hmm. they're Atalfo mangoes. They're kind of small, but that's like a hundred calories per mango. So we might pound 300 mango, you know, 300 calories of mangoes. 300 mangoes. To- yeah. Yeah. 300 oh, yeah. mangoes. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, 300 calories of mangoes before we go to bed. We're not going to go to bed necessarily, you know, and of course that's our privilege, right? Mm-hmm. We're really privileged. Like there's a lot of people that go to sleep. Mm-hmm. True, know, but, yeah. You know, we're definitely, both of us feel like if you're hungry, eat. you know, like mm-hmm. you don't have to be like, cause that's the thing. I feel like we're so rigid. Like, oh my gosh. And we beat ourselves yeah. up. And we feel so guilty. Like, oh my God, I ate and it's past five 30. Oh, you know, like, and then yeah. you feel sick and you feel guilty. And it's all you can think about is like, oh my gosh, my sleep's going to be off because of, I ate at, you know, six o'clock tonight. Oh, you know, like, it's yeah. too much. like we don't need to do that to ourselves. Yeah. Eat the mango. It's eight o'clock. Like it's going to be all right. You know, yeah. but yeah. of course there's certain foods like, you know, that was a huge dinner last night. I should have only spiralized a total of three cucumbers. So one and a half each because the vegetables was a lot. I was so full. I haven't felt that full in a long time. And this morning I, on our walk, I was like, I had a horrible sleep last night. So definitely, you know, if you go to bed, like if you eat right before you go to bed, you're not going to have the best sleep because your body is of course working to to work that stuff through the tube, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, digest. exactly. Yeah. So yeah, that's, but it's not something we beat ourselves up over, you mm-hmm. know, and we're not, we're not like to the T alarms going off five o'clock time to eat, you know, you know, 10 o'clock time to do this. Like yeah, in a perfect world for sure. Like, you know, we do have our itineraries for the day and we really try to stick with it because you can get a lot more done that way, mm-hmm. but you know, we're not, you know, going to beat ourselves up if we do eat a little later, you know, but definitely notice how it affects. Like you say, you can sleep more soundly if you don't eat a big giant meal before bed, but Mm -hmm. there's been many times that we've sat there and had a couple oranges, mostly mangoes, you know, we mango season's been rocking, you know, we'll just, you know, we'll buy like a hundred mangoes at a time. The markets here are amazing, Jillian, three Mm -hmm. alpha mangoes for a dollar. Wow. Such a good price. Wow. Yeah. So like, you know, it's like, I will eat a dollar's worth of mangoes before bed, you know, like, uh, so, you know, we'll start our day, you know, uh, drinking our water, you know, we try to get like at least a quart worth of water because this is really amazing too. Like, so waking up in the morning, it's so important. We're water-based machines, these bodies, these avatars that our soul gets to experience this amazing life in is a water-based machine. So we have to drink water. So a quart Lemon water, as soon as you wake up, focused, get it done, camel up, right? Mm -hmm. Stand at the counter, drink a quart. Because what's interesting is just bodily functions, Mm -hmm. just having your organs work properly is they say uh, 16 ounces, which is, you know, a pint just for proper body function. I've read some places they say even a quart, 32 ounces, this whole jar just for your organs to operate properly, your organs take 16 to 32 ounces a day. That's not including movement. That's just laying in bed all day long. Mm -hmm. So then you add movement to it. There's another 16 ounces. And then you add talking to it. There's another 16 ounces. So 
bare minimum, we should be drinking at least two of these mason jars, 32 ounces. This is a liter of water. So at least two liters of water just for proper body function, not including any extra, you know, curricular stuff. If you're hiking or biking and that kind of stuff, then you're going to need more. Mm -hmm. But for the body to run optimally, water-based machine, at least two liters a day, right? So we start our day off with one liter. That way, at least we got that done. You know, we try to, you know, do our best to drink at least three liters a day. Like mm-hmm. a gallon's a bit much considering the kind of diet that we follow. It's really hydrating, but water is so important. That's another thing that I really cringe about in this community is people pride themselves on not needing water. They get all their water. Mm-hmm. Through the I call BS on that. No, mm-hmm. that's not the way it works. It'd be nice. That's great concept, but we have to have water. So and did you say what kind of, is it spring or distilled or what kind of water do you think is yeah, that? So we have Las Vegas tap water coming into our high rise building here, not the most optimum. So I put a reverse osmosis machine in, nice. um, of course, you know, if we really wanted to geek out and be super hardcore. I would take that reverse osmosis and even distill it if I was mm-hmm. real anal, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then of course, adding back essential minerals because mm-hmm. distilled water, you have no, it's basically sterile water. Mm-hmm. You need to have those minerals. So we just put lemon juice, um, lime juice and um, trace minerals, like maybe a couple drops of trace minerals back into the RO water, but you can mm-hmm. definitely taste the difference. This is still, you know, coming from, you know, our, uh, our system here, the, the, you know, we're on, we're in this high rise. So it's, it's city water. So, but RO water, it's super, super chim- simple. You can go to any grocery store has well, any grocery store, but a lot of grocery stores have like fill your own gallon jugs up. And a lot of those go through like either a five or seven stage filter. So you can fill your own bottles up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's a great, great way to go. If you don't have, uh, you know, say like a reverse osmosis, but mm-hmm. some sort of filtered water, I really, really highly recommend that to anybody hundred percent, like what's in our water. There's traces of different things. And of course we have evolved to where we need to have these certain things in our, like we have to have a treated water system or else we would, we would exactly. have, some problems. we would have, yeah. some problems, you know, mm-hmm. so it's not to be scared of, you know, the chlorine and the different stuff that's in our water. This is another thing that I really don't like to prescribe mm-hmm. to is fear. I don't like yeah. the fear-based stuff. It's great to be aware hundred percent, but we, you know, if we get ourselves into you know, a mental acrobats where we're constantly scared. We could be scared at every turn. Like I'm mm-hmm. on the computer and the EMFs and, oh, you know, like, yeah, we're all going to die. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody gets so out true. alive. So let's do the best we can. So yeah, reverse osmosis is how we roll. You know, we got the system at Costco for like 150 bucks. Super simple to set up under your, you know, kitchen counter, or your sink or whatever. Awesome. Yeah. So water in the morning and then we eat like a couple mangoes. Um, or maybe an apple just to get like, you know, a couple hundred calories in before we take our walk. And then we'll go out for like a five to eight mile walk. Yeah. Um, and it's just a really nice way to just kind of like get, you know, get gears moving. It's early. It's like Vegas is kind of asleep. So it's a really nice time to, mm-hmm. you know, experience Vegas when it's not like live music and people drunk all over the place. You know? Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, watching stuff come into bloom has been really cool over the winter time. So we'll take our walk and then we'll come back. And that's when it's work time. You know, like what we'll do is we'll make, um, we'll either have some more mangoes before a smoothie, but we'll always have a smoothie smoothie Mm -hmm. being around, you know, 500 calories, uh, 
And, you know, so by, by then, you know, we've had about 800 calories worth of food. We've gone for our walk. We've hydrated 800 calories are in before lunchtime. Mm -hmm. So when we do our work, um, you know, lunchtime might be kind of a lighter salad, unless we're feeling really hungry, we'll Mm -hmm. eat massive salads. Like most of our salads, I feel like would, you know, scare most people, but no, but yeah. Yeah. You know, if like the, the majority of people, like yeah. I know you'd probably be able to take one down, but you know, yeah. what I mean? like, it's focused. This another thing that's interesting is there's a lot of individuals in this world who don't want to take the time to sit down and eat. And it it's, it's like a focus. It's just like yoga or, or any kind of activity you're focused mm-hmm. you're drinking the water. You focus, you're like, I'm chewing this. I'm going to be chewing. I'm going to be present with my, my food here for 30 minutes to get this in. Right. So we'll have our salad. Salad is normally like a, a low fat to no fat. And of course it's hard to call stuff no fat because there's traces of fat in everything like romaine lettuce and have fat in it. Right. So it's a very low fat dressing for lunch. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe some more fruit for, you know, a snack, always fruit for a snack of grapes. We always have lots of fruit on hand. Um, every time we go to the store, we're buying bananas green, you know, and then we, we wait for them to get like, you know, spotty. And when they get really fugly, that's when they, you know, you freeze them and they're perfect for banana ice cream. Cause they've turned yeah. to sugar. They're not like the starch because a banana, if it's unripe is more of a starch and it's more mm. gooey and more like, I, I hate banana ice cream. If, if the bananas aren't like really ripe, like almost black, you know, mm-hmm. But so, yeah. And then dinner is normally like a, a higher fat uh, dinner, like a, you know, like either a, a seed or nut based dressing. Um, like we, we do a lot of tahini. Sometimes if we're really lazy, mm. we just do tahini drizzle on a salad with some hot sauce and nutritional yeast and some dried onion flakes. Mm. Oh, so good. That so sounds good. good. And then we're, we're big into fermented foods because that's another living food. You know, it's, those are live cultures, good mm-hmm. probiotics, um, good for our, our, gut microbiome. So, uh, we always have fermented foods a little bit every day, you know, at, uh, either lunch or dinner, sometimes both. Uh, but that's pretty much like in a way, you know, someone looking in, they could think that it's really boring, but it's like, when I look out me and Lisa, both like, it's like, all right, we had Chinese and Taco Bell and pizza and burgers, all the same stuff, you know? Yeah. Like, you know, lasagna, maybe you'd have like a really good dinner, which would be like your, you know, animal flesh and your starches and your, you know, vegetables or right. Right. Um, But ours is basically just like, yeah, fruit, smoothies, fruit, salad for lunch. Maybe we'll do something a little fancier for lunch. Rarely, you know, if if we have like maybe some leftovers from dinner, if we did like some burgers or tacos, Um, but we do mostly two salads a day, um, you know, fruit two, two times a day. And then a, the smoothie for morning banana ice cream at night. And it's yeah. pretty much like that every single day flavors change, you know, different dressings. And then once in a while, like say this weekend, we're taking a trip, we'll make some cashew cheese. I'm going to make some crackers today. Um, and you know, we'll bring like kale chips and, you know, maybe make a couple of like, uh, raw sprouted burger patties to like do some burgers, some fun stuff, you know, but pretty much every single day, that's, that's what we have going on our daily wow. routine. Yeah. That, and you look amazing. So I want to ask, I'm not sure how old are you, if you don't mind sharing, you look really yeah. good. I was, thank you. I was born in 77. So just turned 45 this year. You look and, good. Uh, wow. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, you know, of course we are always comparing ourselves. It's just, I feel like very possibly programming, right. Commercialism mm-hmm. and programming magazine, yeah. TV shows, 
shows and stuff. So, you know, I, I mean, I don't, I'm not above, you know, someone who, you know, compares themselves to other people. I do the same thing. Like, Oh man, you know, look at his shoulders. That dude's buff. You know, like I know I should like, you know, there's lots of things to like keep in balance in my life, you know, uh, exercise routine. That's where I got this pull up bar. So I'm like, there's no excuses. I can at least do a couple of days right there, you know? Yeah. But, um, I also know that there's a lot of individuals that are my age that are really, really having a hard time, whether they Mm. are struggling from an eating disorder like bulimia or anorexia. And I know there's a lot of men who really struggle with that. And it's really sad because there's not like a lot of places for men to go. Yeah. You know, and then of course, there's a lot of people who overeat. It's really, really easy to overeat and to hide and eat. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, they're in really bad shape for their age. And, uh, you know, I, I mean, you know, it's interesting. We all have choices. We make these choices, you know, and it's like, I, I, I'm so glad that I chose. I'm so glad that I met that dude, John, really. That's what it did it for me. Like colorectal cancer is like third leading cause of death, especially this day and age because of our low fiber diets and meeting him working in the hospital everything just lined up. I was like, I'm done. I'm over. Wow. It. It's like, but, it was meant to be, I feel like for yeah, you, your history 100%. and then meeting this guy, it's almost like it was destiny, you know? hundred percent. Yeah. And then and finding I, Lisa, yeah. like, you know, now we're on a mission. We're like, all right, like, how can we, you know, and of course there's, you know, like she's an ultra high performer. She definitely cracks out so much content yeah. and, you know, so many, so many amazing, you know, books and we have a meal planner app. You know, I've got a few books. It's nice being teamed up with someone who does have the same sort of perspective lenses on. Right. But, uh, I do, I'm, you know, I'm hard on myself. Like I know I need to be creating more content because thinking of myself before I went raw, I didn't know how to set my kitchen up. I didn't know what mm. tools that I was, were going to need. Now like I'm, I'm such a pro at it. I can tell you exactly what you need to mm. live a raw lifestyle and be happy and healthy, you know, and, and yeah. has it been hard as a guy? Cause I know guys that, you know, it can be like partying or burgers, beer, like steaks. Like, has it been hard to adjust a lifestyle as a guy? Or like, do you just feel so good that it hasn't been an issue at all ever throughout the five years? Yeah. You know I mean? I feel great hundred percent. And it's, it's, you know, it's, it's been tricky in a way. Um, I feel like this next decade is really going to separate you know, the saying, the men from the boys, that's such a horrible mm-hmm. saying, but it's really, it's going to be telltale our choices, me and my homies that I grew up with, our choices are really going to reflect in this next decade from 45 to 55. And I mm-hmm. did um, kind of like, I feel like I kind of spearheaded this, this tradition. I was like, Hey, you know, mm-hmm. to my homies I grew up with, I was like, we're not going to see each other very much. Like life happens so fast and we have our families and it's like, let's, let's create like something we do once a year together in the winter and in mm-hmm. the summer, because we might only see each other that twice a year, right? We're not partying like we yeah. used to, in, you know, life, right? So created a summer trip and a winter trip and being vegan on those trips was a little interesting. And then going raw, it just made it even trickier. And yeah. what was really cool, what I really loved about these trips was not only the camaraderie, to get together with people you did stupid stuff with as a kid and you grow up, it's like just fun to be around, you know, people that you, you grew up with. There's a different bond. I feel like that's created in those younger years than say like your college college friends or whatever. Right. So going on these trips, we would do this thing where um, we would group up into, you know, 
different groups. And Mm -hmm. one group would do breakfast and lunch. I mean, breakfast and dinner, sorry, for everybody. Everybody dealt with their own lunches and their own snacks. But that means that you would, your group would only have to fix yourself breakfast one time and fix yourself dinner one time, the mm-hmm. rest of the week or whatever, everybody yeah. else, right? Super, super cool. But being raw, right? I'm bringing my own food for every single meal, every single day. And then, of course, just watching, like it's a meat fest. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a, you know, like a drinking competition. And I've never been into drinking, you know, maybe mm-hmm. smoke a little herb or something, but I've never been into drinking like that big. I would drink, mm-hmm. I would get a buzz. And I can't say that there hasn't been some times in my life where I'm like, this song is so good. I want to listen mm-hmm. to it again and keep driving. Feel so good. Right. Just having a little alcohol buzz on. You can see why it's so easy to get on that kind of routine where you're drinking every single day mm-hmm. and just watching my friends that I grew up with. It was really hard. And um, yeah, I, I wanted my kid to come with us on one of the trips because I was like, hey, he's 18 now. Let's like initiate him into the tribe. He's a young man. And my, my homies were like, no, man, this is like a time for us to get away from the kids. We don't want to have, you know, we don't want to influence your son. And I'm like, you guys think that my son's so goofy that he's going to start copying what you guys do? You guys are fucking idiots. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so, yeah, you know, some words were said, like Game Changers came out. I sent the movie to some friends and they they kind of got their arms up and started, you know, we started this dialogue back and forth that wasn't necessarily the healthiest. And yeah. that kind of ended it. I was like, yeah. I, don't even, I don't even know why I'm hanging out with these guys. Like, yeah. why, why do I want to watch them just like, we're not like doing anything that's like, like we should be waking up with mass energy and be like, we're going to hike to the top of that mountain. That's what it was supposed to be. But it's like, we're just lounging around drinking and eating a pound of bacon each. Like, this is not fun. Yeah. And, you know, especially once you've seen how good it is to feel this way, right. To feel raw, then you're just like, you don't even want to go back to that, you know? Yeah. And then sizing each other up with, you know, what medication do you want? Oh yeah. I'm on that too. Yeah. What's your milligram? Like, no, this shouldn't be our normal, like, this isn't normal. It's our choices though. Right. Mm-hmm. And part of me doesn't feel like I struggle with it inside, honestly, Jillian, because part of me feels like the stronger individual, like highest self would be someone who would have kept going, kept bringing my food, like kept my heart open, mm-hmm. keeps, you know, make space for them. Try it's to hard though. Lead, it can be hard, lead, you know? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. lead by example. And uh, yeah, you know, so I, I miss them. I really, really miss them. You know, like hearing they went on the snowboard trip this year. And this is something that like I spearheaded, like we need mm-hmm. an annual trip and I'm not even going on these trips anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, and everybody's passing the bottle. You know, some of my homies were like, they were done, you know, snowboarding at 11 you know, they're in the bar and it's like, dude, you just dropped a hundred bucks, 120 bucks on a lift ticket. Let's go ride, man. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's hard because, you know, we grow up with people and I feel like in a way, a lot of times we just stay doing what each other does. It's like the whole crab in a barrel concept. Mm-hmm. Right. And, you mm-hmm. know, one starts to kind of crawl out and be like, Whoa, look at it out here. And the other people are like, yo, get back down here. Don't go out there. Mm-hmm. Scary out there. You're mm-hmm. going to turn into something we don't like, you know, mm-hmm. or whatever. Right. So yes, hundred percent. If you change your diet, 
that's how we relate to each other in so many ways. Yo, let's get together and have a barbecue and a beer this weekend. You know, like, oh yeah, bro. Like, yeah, you know, like mm-hmm. that's, that's how we relate as dudes, especially. Let's go yeah. have a pub. You go mountain biking all day long. Let's go get a pizza and a beer afterwards. Oh, yeah. man, damaged because a pizza and a beer. It's like the worst thing you could do for your, the most, the most ingenious, most valuable piece of equipment here. Like, what are we doing? You know? 100%, yeah. So it's tricky, but yeah, I mean, you know, I feel like in a way, yeah, it's like, you got to let it go. I don't, you know, like I said, my highest self, I'd still be there. Mm-hmm. You know, and like I said, there. like you look amazing and you obviously had so many benefits, right. That you experienced mm-hmm. when you transition this lifestyle. And I know like some people experience, or they say they experience some deficiencies. I haven't experienced any of that. Um, no hair loss, no cavities, nothing. And all, your hair, when your hair is, uh, you have the most amazing head of hair. Oh, thanks. Yeah, it's all ever. I'm growing it out. I'm excited. I'm getting the salt and pepper coming in here. I've worked hard for these ones, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, you have a great head of hair. So clearly you haven't experienced any of that. Have you experienced like any negatives through the years with regards to like the physical health or anything? Or has it just mostly been pretty positive? And why do you think maybe it works for you? And maybe for some other people, they can't make it work. Mm, good, good questions. Um, Negative, some of the negatives that I've experienced. Okay, so in the beginning, um, you know, I was going through a lot. I was going through a divorce and I'd been together with my ex for 25 years. So going raw, um, that was, you know, something kind of negative and positive, like emotions really were coming up. You know, Mm -hmm. I was like, I don't know if I want to live another lifetime with this individual. So that, you know, of course, that's, that's, you know, mental and you know, that was something I experienced a hundred percent. Like she didn't want to try my food. I'm like making raw tacos. She didn't want to try them. And I was like, man, like, you know, mm-hmm. she just, certain things I was noticing within her, certain things that she would say, I'm like, my girl wouldn't say that. Like, you know, the girl that I, I would like to be with would, would change with me. And of course that can be tricky. You know, and we'd gone through different things in our, our time. We have, that's a whole nother story for a whole nother time, but you know, we, we, I feel like we did really well, you know, um, but that was something that was, you know, kind of negative in a way, um, realizing that I'm not going to be comfortable staying with this person, you know, because it's, it's interesting, like just because of what I eat, but it's mm-hmm. also because of the way I was viewing the world, right? Like working in the medical field, seeing what we're doing to this planet. If the data is real, whoa, we got to, mm-hmm. we got to do something different. Like we're, we're messing it up like mm-hmm. real good this past hundred years. So that was something there. And then I think also just going through that, I don't know if I was, I was trying to figure out, get my bearings, you know, being raw. And I, I lost a lot of weight. Um, I got down to where my coccyx, like our tailbone would like, it'd be uncomfortable to sit down because I didn't have a lot of meat on my bum and wow. you know, our glutes, our butt muscle is the biggest muscle group in our body. Wow. That's a muscle that we should be focused on working. It's the big one of the, it's aside from the back and the chest and the quads. Yeah. The glutes are the biggest muscle group. So that was kind of like scary. It's like, oh, I'm like, our, our bodies are very, very smart. And if you're not going to, if you know, the, the saying, if you don't use it, you lose it. Your body will, you know, mm-hmm. atrophy, you know, basically like deteriorate. So mm-hmm. I did feel like I was getting thin. I put my head down and I could feel like my bones coming out in my neck. I was noticing my knees being like real um, bony and I didn't like that. I I don't want to be, so I I really had to, to make sure that I was eating enough Mm -hmm. and, 
in the beginning, like I said, going through, you know, just different struggles, um, basically like, you know, uh, a whole midlife crisis in a way, um, that was huge. So really once I got that in check and I started to eat enough, um, I noticed that, you know, starting to put on a little bit more weight cause I didn't want to be mm-hmm. amazing. I didn't want to be, no. one of, you know, vegan deterioration people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and that, I feel like that was probably the only real negative as far as any kind of like mental or bodily things. There were a few times that I did, did experience a little discomfort. And I, I experienced this even just a couple of weeks ago, I ate a whole, um, a half of a really large papaya and about like seven mangoes. And I ate them kind of slowly, but mm-hmm. I had a really bad stomach ache, like really bad um, to where like it would go in waves, almost like contractions. And it was super painful. And I'm like talking to Alyssa, I'm like, man, if I felt like this every day, oh my God, it would just be a nightmare. Yeah. So I feel like very possibly just from combining those two, like I, I know that I've also gotten a really bad stomach ache eating. I love watermelon and I love strawberries. And sometimes at a, you know, a fruit luck, right. Where everybody brings a bunch of fruit, there's a bunch of different fruit around. I think, you know, combining those two and eating in a quant, you know, such a large quantity of them. I also got a stomach ache doing yeah. that, but I haven't had any kind of um, gut issues or any kind of, uh, you know, uh, eliminating issues. Um, I've always had kind of like an iron gut. And then of course, you know, I eat a lot, like both Liz and I eat anywhere from 80 to a hundred different plant species mm-hmm. a week. Wow. Um, we're eating about anywhere from 80 to a hundred grams of fiber a day where the average person isn't even getting 10, you know, like, mm-hmm. like the average person is getting five grams of fiber a day. It's recommended 30 grams. So we're like, you know, we, I know that there'd be individuals, if they tried to eat what I'm eating, they would be in a lot of pain because mm-hmm. it's too much fiber. They don't have the the little dudes to break it down. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's something that, um, I've really, you know, strived to build and to keep healthy is, is my gut health. Mm-hmm. And, uh, because, you know, if the gut is the second brain, they're in constant communication with each other. That's our immune system. Um, I did kind of go down some different trails in the very beginning, um, where, you know, I wanted to get out, you know, parasites and, mm-hmm. and mucoid plaque and this sorts mm-hmm. of things. Um, but I really don't, I feel like parasites, if we do have parasites in there that are helping us by eating dead matter, dead flesh, mm-hmm. we want those parasites. They're helping us. And if you don't feed them, they'll leave. Mm-hmm. We don't have to kill them. We don't have True. to do any of that kind of stuff. They're just like, cool. There's nothing to eat. Let's bounce. Right. Mm-hmm. As far as the, you know, the mucoid plaque, and that's a huge, huge controversial thing in this community. It's very important not to go on this bender trying to get mucoid plaque out because that is what's going to cause problems. And what I've seen in the five years that I've been in this community is I've seen a lot of people really wreck themselves to where it's going to take them possibly a decade to rebuild from, you know, going down these trails, looking for perfect cleanliness and perfection and getting all these sorts of basically becoming mental. I feel Maybe because like it's so lot- extreme too, right? And it's, I feel like, okay. I feel like for a lot of people, it's way more sustainable and manageable doing like what you guys do and doing like incorporating, okay. you know, great, great amount of calories, food balance, like, but you know, yeah. That's what the body needs, you know, naturally 
in, in the wild, mm-hmm. we would only fast if like we were, had a broken leg or something, mm-hmm. or we were really sick, right. Or mm-hmm. there was like a famine, mm-hmm. like we wouldn't force ourselves into the state. Right. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, we coach people, lots of women losing their periods, losing their hair because they're wow. it's like, let's work out what you're eating. Oh my God. You're eating as you're eating as much as a one-year-old child. Yeah. And then they start eating more and then the pro and then it works. Right. Right. Yeah. Like there's, a, there's a balance, you know, average woman's around 2000 calories. And of course, you know, to keep those, like what we really do, like there's certain things that we pull from different people. We don't prescribe to one person in their yeah. one way of thing, but we really do like the 80, 10, 10 style as far as the macros go, but we're really big into micronutrients as well, right? That's mm-hmm. why we grow microgreens and we sprout and we, you know, ferment our vegetables, do different fermented foods like miso and stuff, because these are going to assist us as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's really interesting because I feel that there's a lot of individuals with eating disorders, mm-hmm. anorexic, you know, uh, anorexic eating disorders, bulimia, and they hide behind the health label of raw mm-hmm. vegan. Mm-hmm. And it's just a, it's just a, a cover for their eating disorder. Mm-hmm. And it's really sad to see, you know, and, you know, it's, it's, it's something that, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of individuals. I mean, I would highly encourage anybody listening to this, like, man, if you have some issues like that, you know, admitting to yourself is the first point, you know, and then of course, like seeking out help, mm-hmm. right? Like, what is it? Where was it back in the day? And the, the traumas that, that came up that, you know, have you overeating or undereating? Mm-hmm. Like it's really, really incredible what we see. And so, yeah, for me personally, Lisa personally, we love to eat, mm-hmm. you know? And I and love that's it. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what's so cool about being a raw foodist is you can eat a lot of food, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like you don't have to be like, oh, yeah. you know, because, you know, you like to eat, it's really easy to eat 4,000, 5,000 calories this day and age out there, mm-hmm. right? Like you could drink 12 to 1500 of your calories mm-hmm. just in beer, you know, or yeah. whatever, right? So exactly. Yeah. It's, it's just incredible, but you know, there's, you know, yeah, I mean, yeah, this is, but as far as, you know, any kind of discomfort though, that yeah. would probably be it. You know, I, I've never been into restricting, you know, and I did do the intermittent fasting thing when I was doing that keto thing for a while, Yeah, um, lost a lot of weight, but put it all back on because, you mm-hmm. know, when you, a fat cell is like a balloon, right. And then that balloon deflates, the fat cell never goes away. Yeah. So if you have been overweight. It's going to be really easy for your body, especially if you're restricting mm-hmm. bodies, like holding on to everything holding on to water, holding on to everything because it doesn't know when it's going mm-hmm. to be able to get the nourishment next. So it's mm-hmm. these bodies. Yeah. Bodies, man, I know, right? Like we're all going to fart. We're all going to have some pimples once in a while, especially stressful situations. Maybe we have certain viruses. Yeah. You know, that we get getting sick is very healthy. It's healthy to have your body go through. Like both Liz and I have been sick um, twice since, you know, we've been together and, you know, as a raw vegan, I've been sick, like in bed, muscle aches, uh, not throwing up, but Mm -hmm. really sick. And it's like, this is a good thing Mm because the body is able to like work through it. We don't want to mask that. We don't want to take medication, you know, or we don't want to, you know, Oh, I'm getting sick. I need to fast. 
I don't prescribe to that. You know, mm-hmm. if you naturally feel disgusted and repulsed from food, yeah, don't eat. Yeah. But don't force yourself not to eat because, you know, and, and oh, like we're looped in, we're looped in with this niche. And honestly, like I have a page that I haven't fired up yet, but I really mm-hmm. like want to, cause I love to rant and I love to cuss and I love to mm-hmm. just talk lots of like shit. And mm-hmm. the, ch- the channel is going to be raw natty rants. R and R like come in for a little R and R, you know, because I like, I don't want to add homonym or like call people names and that kind of stuff. But there's a lot of things that really frustrate me in this, mm-hmm. in this community. And there's more, there's more that frustrates me in this community than the V, you know, the keto and meat yeah. and carnivore community in yeah. a way. And yeah, it's just, it's balance. And we all have that, that we're striving for is to balance it out. Yeah. Right? Like I honestly feel like if, if an individual is eating 60 to 70% of their calories in a whole raw food, boom, you're doing amazing. Right? Yeah. Maybe, maybe 20, maybe if you're doing 70%, you could call yourself a raw foodie, 70%. Yeah. 25% whole food cooked low to no oil, no salt. Like that's optimum. And then leaving 5% to like have the fry or the beer, you know, or a yeah. Taco Bell burrito. Like if you have to, yeah. but of course the part that's tricky, especially for people like me and Lissa, we were talking about this this morning on our walk, like, my God, we would be so fat if we ate everything, if we allowed ourselves to eat everything. We mm-hmm. love food. We don't mm-hmm. have that switch to like, oh, I'm full. It's like, oh, I'm so full, but I'll keep eating. Like, Yeah. I mean, I'm like that. We, too. Yeah. yeah. That's how we were. So it's, man, it's just, you know, it's yeah. interesting. A part that's really, you know, fresh. There's a lot of things that really frustrate me. And that's why I wanted to like do the rants. Is because, yeah. Do the rants. I want to see the rants, do the rants. <laughs> you know, and it's like, it's not that I want to like, you know, call people out and talk smack, but yeah, it's the behavior that is just, it's detrimental for those who are looking in. It's confusing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like your body naturally is going to, you know, your body, our bodies are constantly constantly in regulating to keep us in this homeostasis state, right? Mm -hmm. Constantly. Like we don't have the ability to be like, I'm going to give my digestion a break. Mm -hmm. No, that's not the way it works. Mm -hmm. Your digestion doesn't take a break. Mm -hmm. Your heart doesn't take a break. Your lungs don't take a break. You can't force yourself into taking a break. You know, 70%, they say, new sciences are coming out. There's a lot of really fascinating ha- things happening in the gastroenterology world or gastroenterological, however you'd say it. Yeah, right? yeah. It's amazing. Like 70% of what we pass is sloughed off bacteria. Wow. So individuals who are like, I got the mucoid plaque out. It's like, no, you didn't. Yeah. You did get rid of your mucosa layer. Then you're going in a world of hurt. And what you're seeing because, oh, but Nate, I haven't, I've been juicing for a hundred days. I'm still passing. Yeah. Because your bacteria is passing. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of things that we, I feel like what was really interesting and what, you know, I'd like to, you know, encourage everybody to do is don't be so big and so egotistical and so dogmatic. that You can't look at something else. Yeah. Sort of, you know, because there's certain aspects of the carnivore way that -hmm. makes sense to me. Like mm-hmm. if we were in a survival state, I used to hunt, I used mm-hmm. to fish, heck, I used to raise rabbits. 
Mm-hmm. You slaughter those rabbits. Generally. Wow. Crazy. Yeah. Wow. But when I was seven years old, caught my very first fish and my grandpa was like, let's go clean the fish. And mm-hmm. I'm like, clean it. What are we going to do? Give it a bath? Like it's in the water. And then I watched my grandpa gut that fish. I wow. lost it. I would wow. have been vegan right then. But then I had the long talk from my dad and my uncle and my grandpa. And then it was like, I had to create the switch. This is what men do. Men yeah. survive. Men provide for their families. It's the circle of life, the whole story. So 100%, the whole appeal to ancestry, it's, it's, it's romanticized. Mm-hmm. There are certain aspects. It's like, if I was SOL, right? Yeah. And absolutely like had to, very possibly I would hunt something, fish. But it's like, I'm not on a freaking mm-hmm. island. And if I was on That's the island, the thing. Yeah. it's like, what's the pig eating? You know, there's the whole, like, oh, if you're on an island, there was a pig. It's like, well, I would follow that pig around and see what the pig's eating because yeah. he's going to find the roots and the tubers, you know? Yeah. So we don't have to kill anything. We can see, though, how we went that way out of sheer survival. Mm-hmm. 100% like mm-hmm. it's, it, it makes perfect sense. Like you're, you're going to die. Your bloodline's going to die. If you do not sustain through the winter months, you know, get the Buffalo. It's going to feed the tribe. Mm-hmm. That's not how it is nowadays. Mm-hmm. We got grocery stores everywhere. Hell there's fast food on everything. There's 68% mm-hmm. more fast food chains here in Vegas than any other city. In no way. Wow. And imagine back in the day, they could see how it was now and just be like, what? Crazy. There's no wonder that, you know, we have these receptors that we're constantly looking for that combination, high calorie, dense calories, high fat. It's, it's embedded in us for our survival. And then of course, if it's around every turn, all these, you know, hydrogenated oils and sugars, it's highly palatable, meaning it's tasty, very, very tasty. It's, it's, it's sad, but you know, yeah. So going raw, it was just like, let's just get back as close as we can to nature. And I feel like my parents' generation, that's the baby boomer generation. They kind of steered away from what their parents were doing. My grandparents, Mm -hmm. which was gardening and canning, you know, and even canning, like we got away from fermenting foods and that kind of like messed our microbiome up because man, we get into the microbiome studies, like what's actually happening in there. We have, we're made of more microbial life forms than we are human DNA. Yeah. I know. Like our consciousness basically uses the body to do the thing, but it's like the microbes are what's running the show. Yeah. And I feel like I know, you know, so much about that. So I would, I would, I just would love to like talk to you and listen to you for another hour. Unfortunately, we're a little bit tight for time today. Oh, so, yes. but I would love to continue this. You just, you're so magnetic and just have so much to offer. And I feel like you can help so many people and you're so relatable. So I just want to thank you so much for being on and where can everybody find you before we end off? And again, like just because we're a bit shorter for time today, which we talked about before we started this, um, I would love to have you back for a part two though. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Julie. Awesome. Yeah. I really, I really appreciate the work that you're doing to bring it to thank light, you. like other people's stories, what clicked for them, you know, why they are the way they are, mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah. know, so really great work, keep it up, you know, you. and you know, it's only the, uh, you know, the, the, the bumps in the road and stuff that make us stronger. Right. Yeah. 100%. So yeah. 
Yeah. And so, yeah, I could be found um, uh, Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook, YouTube, Raw Natty Nate. Um, and that's R-A-W-N-A-T-T-Y-N number eight. Back before I was working at the hospital, I was a glassblower and I would sign my, my pieces N number eight. And if you sound it out, Nate, right? So it. some people get that a little confused N number eight. And it's like, just sound it out, Nate, right? So anyways, yeah. Rock Maddie Nate, that's how you can find me. I definitely DM me, message if whoever's tuning in, if you've watched this and this, you know, touched you or whatever, give me a little shout. Be like, yo, I watched your thing. And I'm always down to talk to people. As you can tell, I love talking. So yeah, no, you're awesome. And again, I can't wait to have you back. Hopefully you'll come back. I think you're awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Love to back, 100%. Okay, cool. There's lots to talk about. And yeah, you know, we, it's, it's the content creators like yourself that, that really help. If I, I I praise the content creators because I wouldn't have been able to find, you know, this lifestyle if it wasn't for people creating content and sharing their stories, or I'm taking a backpacking trip with my son on the Colorado trail. And I'm just like, so grateful for all the content creators that are talking about their experiences and the gear that they're using. It's like, we can become professionals over a weekend in a way. So true. You know, the experiences, of course, you know, really Trump, you know, watching a video, Yeah. But, uh, you know, we can really change our minds and perspectives, you know, and, and alter our, our direction through the content that people create, which also can lead us down some bumpy roads. 100%. Yeah. So True. it's really important to, to, to take little bits and pieces and to create your own thing. There's, yeah. no, there's no right or wrong way or one way fits all. And there's the one thing I really, really would encourage everybody to steer clear from is absolutes. You know, people who are saying you will never get sick. Mm-hmm. That's a red flag, right? That's True. There's no absolutes. There's no, yeah. absolutes. but people who are pumping that kind of thing, you know, be wary. Yeah. So true. Well, thanks again so much, Nate. And to the viewers, I hope you guys enjoyed this. I hope you got some value. If you did, give it a big thumbs up and make sure you subscribe for more videos just like this one. And I'll see you guys in the next video. Bye. That was great. Thanks.